Welcome to Big Girl Pants Podcast, where we're here to talk about women, health, power, and wealth. Hosted by April Melton and Kimberly Shapiro. We are real women with real jobs doing real life. We as women know what it feels like to try to be super mom, super fit, wrinkle-free, all the while climbing the corporate ladder. Sound Sound familiar? Then this show is for you. So stay tuned. Hey. Hi. Hi. How are you? So good. So good. So we're back. Again. Again with a guest. Another guest. Again. <laughs> so we have Valerie Rocio. Mm-hmm. Is love that, that name. It? That's a very okay. sexy Rocio. name. I Your love hair it. looks Thank amazing, you. by the Thank way. You. We really need to be on YouTube so we can show people For real. <laughs> um, so we have Valerie here, and Valerie is the, are you the CEO, or is that your CEO title? CEO and founder. Cool. CEO, CEO and, founder and founder of Lumos Creative. Um, Valerie and I connected via social media, but she's also connected with a bajillion other people that we both know. Um, a previous guest, Courtney Baker, uh, is your mentor. Yes. And that's kind of how this whole thing yeah. came to be, but it was it's been... Nothing but awesome since we met. Yeah, yeah. For yeah. Real. I love Courtney. She's one of my faves. Same. She is. Yeah, she's amazing. She's a great lady. She's like, get it done. Yes. You want to do it? Do it. Yeah. What's she stopping you? Not messing around. And no. give me a diet coke while you're at it. Yeah. Yes. Or four. <laughs> <laughs> for real. We bond heavily over diet soda. It's so I good. <laughs> I know. So tell us a little bit about your company. Yeah, so Lumos Creative is a full-service content creation agency. We're fully staffed with female creatives across the world now. We just have our first team member in Canada. Um, so I say world, but the nation in Canada. You know, um, North America. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> there's six of us, so we are very boutique, um, and we primarily work with women-owned businesses. So we do everything on the content creation side from web design, graphic design, social media management, videography, hey, photography, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, literally anything you need to enhance your online presence is what we do but we only work with women-owned businesses just because I firmly believe in um, you know shrinking the gender gap and yeah. the wage gap and so we want to support those women and help them bring their business to a really competitive level with their content and with their especially in the early stages of yeah. business when people are typically like having to do everything themselves so we do try to be affordable for these businesses so that they can have that leverage in right. the beginning. I love that. So how did you get into that? Is it, what's your background? So I actually majored in broadcast journalism and hated it. Um, so I realized my senior year of college that it wasn't going to be a great fit. I really liked the hands-on um, degree. Like I'm not a good test taker. I was never good at memorizing things, but I really, really loved um, the create the creative side and being mm-hmm. hands-on. And so I wanted to pursue journalism initially to share stories and the entertainment side right. of, you know, really just making people happy, but journalism can also be very sad. And so that's where I was like, you know, yeah, very is- sad, very depressing. Yeah. Yes. yeah. And which is the worst part. And I'm also very strong and firm in my beliefs. And with journalism, you have to be so unbiased Yes, and, or you're, Supposed to be at least, right? And that's not something I neutral. You're supposed to be like Switzerland yeah. all the time, and I'm not. So. Yeah, <laughs> that's so not I, how I work. Yeah. So that's probably not a good career, right? For me. <laughs> and so I just decided to not do that. And so when I graduated, I really was in a stuck position because I was good at videography, good at writing for news, video for news, um, you know, digital like online management for like blogs and things like that, but specifically for news. So I was extremely limited when I graduated college because Mm. I was fully equipped to go into news, but not equipped enough to do anything else. Right. Which, sure, 
that was my major. So like, I get it. Yeah. But it didn't give me any opportunity outside of that. Yeah. And so I had to really teach myself a ton of skills to be able to have any sort of um, versatility to get a good job out of college. So I ended up working at a PR firm and long story long, I worked there, got a social media <laughs> management position. It was a very, very toxic, corrupt company, um, family run and just lots of sleaze and not mm. goodness. So I basically left there last year after meeting Courtney and okay. just decided, you know, I can do this myself. I can enjoy it more if I do it with the companies I want to work with. I can support other women. I can employ other women. And so that's where it kind of started was, I mean, I loved what I was doing there. I didn't like who I was doing it for or how it was being done. Sure. But yeah. And so Courtney basically met me and was just like, we'll do it your own way. And I was like, yeah, right. I will. <laughs> so how do you transition? I was going to ask yeah. that. Like, how do you just... Oh, yeah, I can I'm gonna totally give up do my, this for myself. My twice a month paycheck. And, and also benefits. Yeah, yeah. All the things. And they paid us weekly, too. <laughs> You're like, actually, it was every week. Yeah, how how do you step away from that, knowing you've got rent and all these other things? Um... I'm a risk taker. I'm an all or nothing person. So I'm very much, there's two types of people, especially in the entrepreneur world. The people that want the security, they prepare for mm-hmm. months, they set everything up. Yeah. And I wish I was one of those people. Yeah. But, but I'm just like, not. I'm just a plunge. Like, yeah. if I quit, then I got to do something, don't I? Right. And so that's kind of, I mean, don't tell Courtney, but that's kind of my approach. Um, but she did set me up really well to have a one-year plan. I actually met her in May of last year. Okay. Um, and so we met and we had a one year plan. I was supposed to quit my job this past June. I was supposed to stick it out until after my wedding and collect my Christmas bonus, collect my new raise and everything. And that just didn't happen. Um, I just quickly, the deadline kept coming closer. So I was like, you know, let's do December. I can stick it out till December and collect my Christmas bonus. And then I was like, November when, you know, our lease is up. And then it was like, okay, today's the day I got to get out of here. Yeah. Like, and it was just the nature of that. I was going to say, did it just progressively get worse? Like in, oh, okay. I mean, it wasn't even, it was like a rapid decline okay. and a crash and burn. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> About nine of us quit within a matter of two weeks. Oh, oh God. Wow. Yeah. So it wasn't just me feeling like this is a toxic company. Like I'm telling uh, you, you got to get a out. Toxic company. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're like, it was burning down. Yes. And still <laughs> is. Um, but that's where I basically got to a point where she thankfully had like set me up and like given me the direction. So I didn't just jump and leave. I had already set up my LLC. I already had clients in the um, pipeline. I already was doing a lot of work. At that point, I was already working 40 hours outside of my job. Gotcha. Wow. Mm-hmm. And yeah. is it all you or do you have partners? Um, so it was all me at that time and for about three months it was. And then since then I've hired five contractors. Okay. And so everyone has their own positions so at the moment. I am still fully doing all the CEO type things. Um, <laughs> CEO. But those yeah. are contractors as in they report to you. It's I mean, still like, your company. Yeah. Yes. But they're 1099, right? So mm-hmm. they, okay. And so, and they are all very much specialized in what they do. So I have a web designer, a Pinterest strategist, a blog writer, um, an account manager for social media. And then I have now have like a business manager who does help me with the admin stuff. Cause I've realized that I hate that. Yeah. Um, it's the worst, the worst, the worst. And especially as a creative, it's yes. just not fun. No. And apparently I'm not doing any of it right. So <laughs> <laughs> I might as well hire someone who knows right. how to do it right. And so, and she loves it. Like I was genuinely hiring her to do 20 hours of work a week, which cause that's what was taking me and yeah. it takes her five hours a month. 
That's crazy. You're like, I love you. Yeah. Where have you been my whole so life? So how do you, for just um, offering advice to other women who want to take the plunge, so to speak, how do you step away from your full-time salary mm-hmm. that, you know, we all have obligations, rent, yeah, car payments, all that kind and of stuff. Like, how do you step away from that and yeah. do it? I mean, I'm young, so I was 24 at the time. Yeah. And I have, you know, my now husband, but we were fortunate because we don't have a house and we don't have kids. So yeah. it's, we can take those risks. But the big thing for me is I was willing to take the risk because I knew I'm not going to allow myself mm-hmm. to fail. Right. So I, like we, my husband even told me, he was like, you know that if you quit, you're going to make something yeah. happen. Right. And I also knew that if three months went by and nothing happened, I wasn't above going back to bartending. Sure. I wasn't above Ubering. Like you have to know what, might happen like it was a 50 50 chance like succeed or fail yeah and I mean I'm not gonna let myself fail but you have to be willing to to fail I love that I just read a book um Marie Forleo's book the everything is figure outable and she talks about that you know she had she had a skill set that she could go and have like an actual salary and a career but Mm -hmm. she wanted to step away and create this coaching business and she said the same exact thing it's like if if this isn't generating enough income to to live my life Mm -hmm. pay my rent all the basic necessities i'm not above bartending i'm not above living with family or friends or whatever i have to do to get this business going Mm -hmm. and i think that's the biggest thing is a lot of individuals say well, if it doesn't work in three months, I'll go back to work. Yeah. Well, right. not bartending so that you can still, yeah. you know, and, and I think that's the business. what it is, is understanding that worst case scenario, because people are so scared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, well, what am I going to do if it doesn't work? Right. Like, You're going to go back to another job. Well, like, and you first, just had one. And I problem? think having that mindset too, of don't go into it thinking it's going to fail. Right. Right. And there is the chance. So like, obviously you need to be realistic. Like, sure, we do need to pay, like, Fortunately, I'm still milking my parents' health insurance. Yeah. Like, Make sure you like speak that. right into the microphone. <laughs> there you go. Um, <laughs> testing. <laughs> but I think a lot of people are just so, so scared. I do too. And I, I even had a friend who quit her job about the same time as me. And it was the same thing for her. She wasn't really willing to go back to a job she hated. And mm-hmm. I'm like, that's... I mean, yeah, you, you, you got to be, yeah, yeah. you know, like you've got to make ends meet. And sometimes that means sucking it up and doing stuff you don't like. Exactly. Right. And, but that's sometimes in order. You, you got to play the game. Yeah. And yeah. it's in order to do what you want to do. Yes. You know, it's not defeat. And, it's not right. failure. And it's not know? forever. It's like with a, you know, it, it has an expiration date. Right. Like, yes, for so, for X amount of days or months or whatever, I'm going to have to go back and I'm going to have to do this. But mm-hmm. like, no. Yeah, and that's one Not of the forever. big things is like understanding that everything is temporary. Yes. And one of my favorite books is The Miracle Morning, and mm-hmm. he talks about how people don't want to commit to things because mm-hmm. that initial feeling, people, it's like almost just part of our human brain is that we just immediately feel like that's going to feel like that forever. Right. So like when you get up and your alarm goes off and you're tired, you immediately think like, well, I'm going to be tired all day, all week. And it's like, no, you're going to be tired for the next hour and you're going to cough and you'll be fine. Like, exactly. Right away. <laughs> you know? And so I think it's just a lot of people really scared. Yeah. And like, again, I am fortunate because because I didn't have to worry about providing for children or paying a mortgage. So it was easier to take yeah. the risk, but I mean, it was still a jump, you know, we got engaged and I quit my job a month after yeah. and we had an abroad wedding. So, I mean, there was a lot going on, but like we made it work. Sure. Yeah. That's impressive. So, um, I, and so, and I, we haven't said this, like spit it out. Um, we haven't said it yet, but like, you know, you and I kind of bonded over, 
like a lot of a lot of different things and that's why I asked you to come on the podcast because yes of course I'm obviously interested in your business and how you make those moves and do all those things I think the biggest thing for me is and this is kind of like rewinding or backtracking and going Mm -hmm. back to like the beginning for you um is you know you're 25 Mm-hmm. And like you speak like you're forty, like oh yeah, that's I a big deal. Like, 40 like that's like, <laughs> that's a big deal. And like I was, I was so impressed. Like the impact that our conversation had, it left an impression on me. Like I was, you're twenty five years old. You have this vision and this like goal, and you know, like no one's gonna get in my way. Like I'm gonna make this stuff happen. Like it, there aren't very many people like you. Like Aww. like a Thanks. you know like a Tomas. Like <laughs> those kind of people that have come on the podcast and. and and, and that's why we like showcasing and highlighting those people because, like, you and I, we had never met before. We were, like, you know, DMing on Instagram mm-hmm. or whatever, and we're, like, having conversations, and we show up at the gym, and we work out, and it was, like, it was, like, my soul saw your soul. Like, <laughs> namaste. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> because it's, like, the light in me recognizes the light in you, and you and I had a conversation around, like, you know, your parents and, like, your upbringing and, and the drive and all that stuff, and I wanted to talk about that because yeah. that really molded you to on how you have this mindset of being, you know, feeling, like, um, not, I don't want to say empowered, but driven, always driven and always motivated and knowing like, you know, the fact that you've worked multiple jobs at, oh, at yeah. you know, in multiple <laughs> times in your life and like all those things. So I kind of want to talk about that. I want to talk about like your mom and your parents and stuff like that. And then yeah. kind of where you came from. Yeah. Well, back to birth. Um, <laughs> um, so you're like conception <laughs> happened in 1994. <laughs> no. Um, oh my God. I know. I am a baby. You're a no, baby. Um, my mom's from Mexico, so my mom's an immigrant, mm-hmm. and so is my brother. So she and my brother are both from Mexico, and my dad's American. Mm-hmm. Um, but everyone keeps asking me, like, since this, I mean, my business is only a year and yeah. a couple months old at this yeah. point, and everyone does keep asking me, like, well, did your parents raise you this way? And I'm like, I don't think so, but I think it's just because they did, but it wasn't anything particular. It wasn't intentional, necessarily. Right. right. And I, I mean, I don't think they intended for me to do all this because sometimes I can tell like they're just like oh there she goes again doing whatever she's doing now I love it um like I tell them all the time like I started another business and they're like awesome like they're not even surprised anymore right um like of course you did right (laughs) like I'm doing another competition I'm traveling the world um but they definitely always empowered me to just do whatever I want to like they never limited me because I th- and again, it wasn't intentional, but they just always made it really clear. Like you can do that. It's just hard. Yeah. Right. You know, and that's, I think that's where they were super realistic and like that. And I'm competitive, like, and I don't think that was a parental thing. I think yeah. it's just like this innate. Yes. Right. Cause my brother's not yeah. competitive and I am like unhealthily competitive. <laughs> um, like if we're on the treadmill, like I'm going faster than You're you. You're like, I'm for sure racing you. This is always a race. Right. Like I'm I better than you, you, but I'm winning. Whatever. <laughs> And um, I'm judging. I'm judging. <laughs> <laughs> Not really, but yeah. <laughs> um, but my parents were just very, very always just honest with me. Neither of them have college degrees. And I think that's what really helped me understand, like, they, I mean, and they grinded. Well, right, that's kid. what I was going to say, yeah. yeah. They yeah. were grinders for sure. Yeah, and I think the big thing is, like, I know there's a lot of, you know, first world problems and right. millennial problems and, like, you know, middle class white kids and all that. And, like... A lot of that is very much real, but I'm also very, very, um, like understanding that I am a privileged white kid. Like, although my mom is from Mexico and and she immigrated here and we grew up 
I wouldn't say low class, yeah. but I mean, my parents probably struggled a lot of my childhood, right. Yeah. but I am still so fortunate to mm-hmm. have the advantages that I have. The fact that I am a citizen, that I grew up in America, that I can fully speak English, that right. all of those opportunities that my mom didn't have, and yes. she still built this incredible, like my mom is incredibly successful independently, and then my parents together as well. Right. And so I think seeing that and seeing like, well, she did all that with like, Nothing. nothing right like, nothing literally your mom moved here from at, mexico at 20 years old at 20 years old did she speak english nope and she had a baby and she had a baby and by herself right yeah wow yeah and what does she do now she's a massage therapist okay mm-hmm. yeah a very well known she works with the big boys all the football players and yeah. the athletes okay well and like you know i remember there was a story that when we were uh doing cardio uh, at the gym, you were like, you know, my parents, like I went to a private school, but my, your parents like painted the school or like yeah. up kept the school as opposed to like, to, like yeah. pay tuition and stuff like that. And like, I didn't know that until right. like, an adult, but my parents, I mean, private school is not cheap. No. You know? And so, and they had two of us and we were in club soccer and doing all the extracurriculars. Right. Like, I played piano. I did taekwondo. I, my brother played soccer. Like we did the most. As yeah. Parents. Yeah. And my parents were, you know, working on the school, doing landscaping, painting the school for whatever like, it took. Yeah. In yeah. exchange for tuition. Because that. they made that a priority. Yeah. They knew that we needed and like we lived in South Irving like yeah. sure we could have gone to public school and I probably I mean, right. might have turned out fine but right. I mean we don't you know. never know <laughs> and so they wanted the best yeah and it was just one of those but they were willing to work for it for you guys mm-hmm. to have the best which is like yeah. the best part and like not like I said neither of them have college degrees so they my mom was cleaning houses the majority mm-hmm. of my childhood yeah. and my dad worked I can't even explain still what he does for a living, but like (laughs) an office job. Yeah. And so until I was about in high school, like we were, I mean, my parents were struggling. Like they were doing everything they could to get me and my brother through school. And my brother's six years older than me. So they were preparing for him to go to college. And they also made it very clear, like neither of us have to go to college because they were aware you can do anything, but it's really hard. Yes. It's hard. And neither of y'all have to go to college, but you got to do something. That was always their thing is you don't have to go to school, but you got to do something with your life. Yeah. And it's because my parents, like my mom didn't even have a high school education. And so my dad didn't want to go to college. And so they didn't want to put that on us. And both my brother and I wanted to go to school, but they basically said, like, look, if you want to go, you can pay for it and you can work and you can go to school and you can save up. It was the same thing with a car. Like, you can have a car, but you got to pay for it. You mm-hmm. got to have a job. Like, yeah. And so it was just always very much like, you can have whatever very you want, practical. but you just got to get it. Right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, and you guys were kind of like kept in the loop for the decisions being mm-hmm. made, right? Like, yes, you can go to college, but you will have to pay for it. You will have to like prepare right. yourself and also know that this is a responsibility of yours. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And that was kind of also held us accountable because then I knew like all through high school, like, well, if I don't want to pay for college in full, then I got to get some scholarships. I better start studying. Right. And so it was all of those opportunities that I was, I mean, I remember being in high school, getting up 5am for 6am soccer practice, having school. And like I was in AP classes that way I could get scholarships, Mm -hmm. leave school, go work at Sonic because I had the cash tips to save for my college, going to soccer practice again for my club team and then going home and starting over. And even now I'm like, I don't know how I did that. Like, (laughs) but like and so and I remember talking about that too and we can go a little bit more into like your college and stuff like you graduated college without debt right that's like insane and no help from your parents so my parents helped they ended up helping so my parents aren't like ruthless like when we need help they absolutely help us um we don't ask for a lot of help because (laughs) pride um but there was a point in college where 
I was so stressed because I also graduated high school at 16. So I went to college very young and I was also in a terrible relationship because we all have one. Um, and so at least one. Yes. Yeah, for sure. It only takes one. (laughs) (laughs) And so I did end up asking my parents for help. I think it was my junior year. So they did help me get a loan so that I wasn't, cause I was at a point where I was like, I'm just not going to finish school right? because I was so stressed. I mean, I was working full time doing two internships, like bartending full time and taking 15 hours of classes per semester, which Sure, that was my choice. I didn't need to be taking that many sure. classes, but I also wanted to just get school yeah, done. Right. And so they did help me get a loan and I, I paid it off. And so I'm able to graduate with, I mean, now I have debt because <laughs> weddings, but I mean, <laughs> school debt, like it wasn't an issue, which, yeah. and I graduated college a month after I turned 21. Okay. Yeah. And so, and I also, I mean, I worked a lot through school and I yeah. bartended, so I was yeah. able to make tips and I paid cash. And right. so- I, 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 part of me says like I was fortunate because I made great money, but I mean, anybody can go and do that. You know, anybody literally. Can go yes. Well, and listening to your story, by the time you were twenty one, you weren't really twenty one. You were like no, thirty. Exactly. The life right. lived and the experiences and the the things that your parents made you to to do just work. I mean, do you know how many kids graduate from college and have never had a job? Yes. And I was surrounded with those kids. Yeah. I mean, I went to Flowermont High School. Like, Flowermont's a very well-off city with, you know, yeah. the kids are right. fortunate. And I was surrounded by kids who had never worked a day in their life, mm-hmm. had, you know, a $1,000 credit card limit as an allowance per month, and I was, you know, using my, my Sonic College tips. paid for. Yeah, and yeah. Exactly. And, and I never, like, resented them because... I knew, and I think that was just something that, like, I did grasp really young, was, like, it was going to pay off for me. For sure. I knew that they were going to graduate college with zero job experience, Mm -hmm. and I would have had six years of job experience at that point. Yeah. Sure, it was Sonic, but I kept the job. Right. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, sure, bartending, but things like that, like, they matter. They do. They really train you to be a stronger person. Right. And so I, I always knew I had leverage and an advantage. And like, I think I was telling you how like graduating at high school at 16 wasn't enough. I wanted to graduate college even earlier because yeah. I had it in my head. Um, Hashtag I, overachiever. <clears throat> no big deal. Yes. <laughs> Type A Aries. <laughs> Enneagram number one. <laughs> I'm, I'm very extreme. But like that's all me. 100%. <laughs> yes. All those horoscopes define me. Um, but I basically decided in college like I don't know I because I decided I didn't like journalism yeah I didn't know what I wanted to do so at that point I was like if I graduate early and young at least I'll have time to fail yeah and so I basically took the approach of I'll graduate as early as I possibly can because every everyone fails at some yeah, point that's you know? right everyone has a job they hate everyone and my dad hated his job the major I mean I don't want to say now because I don't know who listens but I mean my dad probably doesn't love his job and I grew up the majority of my childhood knowing he hated his job, but it made good money. And right. I never wanted to be in that position where right. I'm like, no. well, now I'm 40 and I'm a prisoner kids. of my right. profession right. and it's not something that I'm passionate about. Yeah. And right. I didn't want to get to that point where I'm like, well, I have a mortgage and I have kids and I got to stay here now because of the money. And so I wanted to graduate really early. So that way, if I did go into a career and I'm like, wow, this sucks. I want to be a nurse. Let's do something different. Yeah. yeah. I can still do that and be 25. Yeah. yeah. You know? And so... I don't think most children think like that, but I mean, here I am. (laughs) So that is so cool. Yeah. I mean, like not only that, but like, you know, the fact that you, I think at 21, I'm not sure when you started like working out or taking training seriously, but like at 21, you competed in a bikini competition, right? Mm-hmm. 21 years old. If I would have had, <laughs> if I would have had like the, the discipline and like 
the drive to do that at 21. What was I doing at 21? Getting drunk? <laughs> like, I was, you know, partying with my friends. Because that's what you do is the rite of passage. Like, at 21, yeah. you go out and you get hammered with your friends and make stupid mm-hmm. decisions. But, like, that, I, that's also impressive to me because... The type, and I'm 32, just now training for my first bodybuilding competition. So, mm-hmm. the like, knowing the dedication, the time, the effort, the energy, the investment that goes into doing a bodybuilding show at 21 years old, like, mm-hmm. that was so impressive for me. Like, even yeah. just, you know. I mean, there are times where I do wish I had the years of partying, but, like, I, I really Your don't. liver doesn't. I've, <laughs> trust me. I've tried. Neither I've tried like to party. The bags your eyes. They're like, no, we want to go away. Right. <laughs> now they just come from stress. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> but I, I mean, I do wish I had, like, people always say, like, well, I'm going to go into college and do that and take all the classes. And I'm like, that is great. Like, I have zero regrets. But there are times where I'm like, you know, I didn't graduate with a ton of friends. Like, right. I didn't graduate in a sorority. Like, I don't have a single friend from high school or college. Wow. And like, does that make you sad? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It does. Absolutely. And I think that's the parts I missed. And I mean, there's a huge social aspect of college, you know, and I did not have that. Yeah. I transferred three times. I went to class. I went to work. I went home and obviously I graduated early. Obviously I'm doing very well in my career, but I don't have a lot of friends. So So what are you doing about that now? Which, I mean, let's be fair. How many friends do you have? I mean, honestly, I have three from high school that I still travel with once a year, go Mm -hmm. see. Um, And then my three good friends that I have now. So probably six. So you have... Very close. Seven, probably seven. Yeah. I would say the number of friends that I have Mm -hmm. is like... Pretty small. Yeah. For sure less than 10. And I have more today, though, to make you feel a little bit better. Yeah. I've got more today than I've ever had in my life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And that's because it's been a conscious um, investment. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. I have been... Um, wanting and craving deep relationships with other women that I feel like I didn't invest in mm-hmm. over the last maybe 20, 30 years. Yeah. And so now, now it's a focus and something yeah. I'm trying to do. So that it's a conscious effort with 100%. Yeah. So I think there's yeah. that. I mean, I mean, I have a couple of friends, right? Um, but and I mean, I have, you know, we, we have friends, you know, yeah. but it's like, that's, it's just, I feel like friendship is just like with anything it, you have to put in the time, you the do. effort, the energy, like all of that. So, yeah. and I would say that even, and as being someone who was super social in high school and had like a lot of friends and, mm-hmm. um, I, but I went to college, like, you know, I, I did, I didn't finish college, but when I did go, I was the same thing. I worked and then I went to class and that was yeah. it. Like I didn't, you know, but even having friends from high school, you know, you like, you know, yeah. you like grow apart and you do different things and whatever. But yeah. like, I take my kids to their birthday parties and you know what I mean? Sure. Like, so it's still, they still are in the network, but like mm-hmm. really close, true friends, like someone that I can call at two o'clock in the morning. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, when I was in my twenties though, I don't think even my girlfriends that I see now that we, we travel and we do things together mm-hmm. um, from high school, actually uh, in our twenties, we really kind of grew apart yeah just because we all had small children and and you're all like figuring it out we were figuring it out we're starting our careers and And yeah i'm still in my 20s so i think that's yeah that's you're 25 and i'm like 44 so it's very very different plus i'm sure you identify with a lot of older people and i think that's the struggle too and i think that's the biggest lesson i've learned was that you know i think 
obviously I did very well in school. Like I graduated early. I've always worked. Like I have, I've set myself up for a lot of success. Right. But I never understood the balance of like, I still can have friends mm-hmm. in a social life. And that yes. was one thing, like I'm an extremist. Yes. So it was very Me much too. all or nothing. Yep. Right. And so now I'm learning like, okay, we Balance. can have both. It's going to be okay. <laughs> like we can do this. And so, and it's still absolutely like something I'm working on. Right. And so, and I think that was the big thing too is, not a lot of the kids I was friends with were as of aggressive about their career at 15, right? you know? Yes. And so I think that was where it made it a little harder. And so I was in soccer, I was in piano, like I was in all the things. And so I think that's where it was like, I didn't relate to a lot of the kids because I was just very serious about it. Right. And driven. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because yeah, even those kids that were involved in all the things were probably involved in all the things because right. their parents had them in it and you're doing it. And, and then when you you're involved it. in all the things, you got a lot of things to to do so yeah. Yeah, yeah, well yeah. and like I, I think that doing the, like being that kid and doing you know all the things because I, I was the same way like I played football and I was in band and in AP classes and mm-hmm. whatever but like <laughs> doing all of those things and being involved in all that stuff taught me as an adult which mm-hmm. is now I am the single mom who yeah. has a career in a podcast and you know training mm-hmm. for a competition like it teaches you how to prioritize and, and schedule balance and yeah balance and yeah. like when, when to know when to take a break, mm-hmm. when to know when you need friend time. And that's right. what I'm still learning. Yes. And and to be fair, like in high school, I had two best friends. In college, I had the, the girls I bartended with. And now it's like I do have a, a three really, really close friends. And then fortunately, since being an entrepreneur is so trendy these days, I've got like a really good <laughs> like girl boss network. Sure. Um, but I mean, the big thing was like, I mean, to my own fault, I did prioritize work. I yeah. did prioritize school. I did not prioritize friendships. Yeah. And so that, and like I prioritized boys. Like I, I always had a boyfriend, but I didn't have a lot of friends. <laughs> and so it was things like that. Like I'm still learning. And I think that's one of the big things that people, a huge misconception is that, you know, especially now that entrepreneurship is trendy, mm-hmm. yeah, it can be lonely. Yeah. And I think that's like, I always tell people now like, oh, that must be so nice to work for yourself and make your own schedule. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm freaking bored. Like, yeah. Well, I'm not bored because I'm not working but I'm bored because I'm at home all the time and I'm yeah. lonely. Like I can't only talk to my husband so much. <laughs> You're like I love him, but that's enough. Yes. But I think that, that's the difference too is like I was that person who always had a boyfriend too, maybe didn't have the best friendships, relationships. But the, the other thing about not necessarily just entrepreneurship, but pursuing your passions mm-hmm. because not a lot of people are comfortable or are – motivated enough or confident enough enough to pursue their passions Mm -hmm. in the way that you're doing it so like number one you're going to make people feel inferior and Mm -hmm. it's going to be a very lonely journey journey just because of that like Mm -hmm. I had a conversation with my stepmom and she's like what you don't realize is that people have um like you make people uncomfortable just Mm -hmm. because you're pursuing your own thing and you're doing your you're on your own journey and those people are gonna like the people who are that you make uncomfortable they're gonna eliminate Separate. themselves from yeah. your life yeah, anyway. Sure. And so. that's really hard to digest. Yes. Like, that's one thing my therapist tells me. Hashtag therapy is cool. Um, <laughs> it's very much that I I need to understand that, because I've always been the person like, well, you can do it. Yes. Like, go and conquer your dreams. Like, yes. If you want to be on the news, if you want to yes. do this, like, you can do it. I empower people all the time. Yes, but sometimes they don't want it. Right. And sometimes they, I mean, not everyone wants to be They're not super receptive. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and then that's fine. Right. And that's what I'm learning now. Like, my husband has really had to, like, help 
help me with that because he doesn't want to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. He does not want to run his own company. He loves his job and he also loves the fact that his job can turn off. Yeah. And that's something that I don't quite understand because I'm a workaholic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it's very much learning that like everyone's doing their own thing and it's fine, but never making, because like part of it is, you know, at our own fault, like we don't mean to make someone feel inferior. Right. But we do. Yeah. Inadvertently. <laughs> we, yes. We, we, and, like, but you're, and it's also, it's intimidating for them, but mm-hmm. it was like, I read this thing on Instagram. I think I reposted it too. It's like, you know, it, are, am I intimidating or are you intimidated? Like they're intimidated yep. by the fact that I am pursuing the things that mm-hmm. I want to do. And that makes them feel uncomfortable because they're not doing it in their lives. Yeah. And that has nothing to do with you. It right. really doesn't. And it's not about you. It's about them. And mm-hmm. the same thing with the phrase hurt people, hurt people. So like, you know, just because they feel uncomfortable about one part of their life, they're mm-hmm. going to take that out or lash out or, or ignore you or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that, that was a hard thing for me to learn too, because yeah. with, with this podcast, with pursuing my dreams, with leaving my marriage, with, you know, putting myself as a priority, the first priority, and then, you know, my daughter's second and then everything else, like that's, it's been a very hard lesson. And I'm sure Mm -hmm. people are saying lots of things behind my back and that's okay. (laughs) I think it's just having a lot of compassion along the way, because one thing my therapist told me was, cause I told her, I was like, you know, I feel lonely. Like, I feel like my friends don't get me. I'm so lonely, dude. Yeah. And I was like, I feel like my friends don't get me and like, they love me, but I feel like they don't get me. And it's because they're not workaholics trying to change the world by tomorrow and when you're like I have a deadline (laughs) I can only live so long like I've got my coffee um but one thing the therapist said was do you ever feel like maybe your friends are intimidated by the fact that you're because I'm also the kind of person like I said like I'm an overachiever so if I'm going to be your friend I'm going to be the best friend you ever had yes and it's like the number one friend yes like the bestest friend and that was one thing she said was do you ever feel like maybe my friend's although they are doing what they consider would being a good friend is that they might feel like it's not good enough because I'm doing more. Yeah. And I was just like, damn, like, no, I didn't call think of me that. out. Thank like, you. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's like, that's, you know, even just this, and I don't mean to come off like narcissistic or arrogant, but it's like, even just being around certain people makes them feel uncomfortable because of my mere presence. And I'm like, well, how am I supposed to change that? Right. I don't know how to do that. <laughs> so that's why you just got to attract, you know, let your vibe attract your tribe. tribe. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. And that's kind of like what's developed since I, we started the podcast. Mm-hmm. It's been like you, like, obviously you are like a pillar in my life. Like oh, you, thank you. You're, you're who I go to for advice. You're who I go to for, you know, adulting things like, <laughs> and not even just like, you know, as like a, a mom, it's more of like a mentor, yeah. you know, like you're my older sister, you're my older, wiser sister. Yes. Who also like, who's super hot, but like, <laughs> not but, today y'all, but, but who also like, you know, has these very good, like, you know, bits of wisdom and, and this advice that I can like turn to and I can talk to you. And, you know, I have a couple of those people like you and my stepmom and, you know, a few others, but there's a lot of people in my life that have removed themselves Mm-hmm. because of their own feelings. Yeah. And I but can't... you know what? That's why it's so important to level up. You need to surround yourself with people who have bigger aspirations yes. than you that are doing big things just like you. Yes. Because when you have a peer group that is not as motivated or is not as... Um, 
what's the word maybe is Taipei. You really do kind of lack that good wisdom and people to bounce ideas off of. Right. And you kind of bring yourself down to that level Mm, if if you're not careful. Yes. So it's really important to have a peer group that is inspiring you to do bigger, greater, better things. Like Mm -hmm. Courtney Baker. Like Courtney (laughs) Baker. Why aren't you going to school? Courtney, Georgia. I mean, I have so many people in my life right now that are doing bigger things than I could even imagine right now. Mm -hmm. And it inspires me to continue doing bigger things every day. Yeah. Yeah. But I think the big thing too, is also just like having, cause I take a lot of responsibility, like in my friendships, when I do start to feel lonely, I start to think like, okay, what am I doing wrong? Right. Yeah. When it's not always, you know, my fault, like I obviously want to take ownership of anything that is, but yeah. at the same time, I think it's just really understanding that we're all on our own journey. That's We're right. just doing the best we can. We all have right? our own lives. Yeah. Like, yeah. And since I've been much more understanding of like, okay, maybe that isn't me. It might be something going on with her. Like I'm going to be compassionate. To that. It's made yes. me feel a lot less lonely because yes. I started to think like, okay, not everyone hates me and not right. everyone is like Val's nuts. Right. But <laughs> sometimes, yes. I've had but... every single one of these emotions. Like you and I are like soul sisters, For real. I swear. There's a lot that goes on in my head. I I'm know. like, no wonder no You're one like, gets me. You're like, this is chaos <laughs> up here, guys. Like seriously. Like I talk a lot and there's still so much more I going know. on up here. <laughs> I know. It's still going. The hamster is still running on like, the hamster wheel. This is only wheel. a portion. Turn it off. <laughs> yeah. But that's funny because, but yeah, so we connected and we talked about, you know, like bodybuilding and how you were 21 and like, you're not even, you're not a real big drinker. Like that's not something that Mm -hmm. is a part of your, you know, um, my fun, your fun (laughs) or your social circle, social circle or whatever. And like, the more I think about that too, I feel like it's, it's a lot of people still drink obviously, but I feel like it's, we're kind of in this new phase, like as a society where like people are working on themselves yes, and I agree with self that. betterment, yes. self empowerment yeah. and education and like how people are learning, like, you know, maybe alcohol isn't the right mm-hmm. thing to do all the time. You know, maybe, yeah. maybe, you know, Thursday, Thursdays are not trendy or, you know, mm-hmm. Sunday fun day is not like for the betterment of me or whatever. And I really like that trend. Cause yeah. it's like, man, like we're, we're really pouring into ourselves as opposed to Pouring the booze, yeah. like <laughs> and I think that's the big thing too. Because then I think there's also like the crowd that's like thinks it's just a fad to do like be on personal development and stuff. And I'm like, even if it's a fad, that's a great fad. Like, don't Dude, you want a great to fad to have? Yeah. Right. No, like, we should be self destructive for sure. We yeah. could just we should just like, that like don't be, be trendy. Do all bad yeah. things. Don't yeah. follow the norm. Don't be in the loop. Just you know, absolutely just abandon all good fads like and that's where i think it's silly it's just like if it's a fad i mean it's a great fad to have i know like Like, what a good problem to have yeah yeah (laughs) it's it's like if the fad right now was like picking up litter off the streets it's like oh that's great please do that yeah (laughs) we should continue yeah so um i want you to talk a little bit more about your company what they do Mm -hmm. i want you to plug yourself um all of that (laughs) and you've been in business for how long like since Um, last september so a little over math, a year. Yeah. Dude. 14 months. How awesome is nice. that? It's And you're 25. I know. Uh, it's honestly not at all what I thought it would be. Okay. Really? What do yeah. you mean? From I a mean, challenges perspective or just no, from a success I mean, perspective? Actually, the opposite. It's been really Okay, um, good to know. <laughs> and that's what kind of freaks me out You're sometimes. Like, this is why people do this. I'm well, gonna look it up. Tell me the name again. Lumos Creative. Spell that for me. L U M O S. It's from Harry Potter. Okay, um, it's nerd. a good spell. <laughs> it is. So I actually named it Lumos Creative to give like the full backstory. I named it Lumos Creative because. Um, for one, I like Harry Potter. Um, but two, Lumos is the spell in Harry Potter that brings light. And so a lot of the biggest thing that led me to leaving my company that I worked at. Um, was that not only was it poor management and toxic environment, yeah. but the clients weren't 
usually there to be fair they have a handful of great people but a lot of the clients were also very toxic people okay uh-huh. and i didn't believe in a lot of the businesses we were working with and that was that makes it so hard to make you want to go to work every day if you don't believe yes. in what yeah. you're doing and that's where i started to think like this is what we go to college for is to get a nine to five and work with businesses we hate like, right wow, so we can hate sucks. our life yeah, yeah no wonder everybody's depressed no wonder everybody's on antidepressants hmm surprise and i was just like <laughs> wow and i was like i mean i know there's businesses out there i like like who's helping them right and so that's when I realized I started going to conferences and I heard Courtney speak and honestly like Courtney changed my life because when I met her I heard her I happened to be shooting a speech that she was she was the keynote and she was talking about gender equality in the workplace and that was at a time where I was like realizing that I was underpaid overworked underappreciated all the things and I heard her speak and I was like man like she gets yeah, it. Yeah, she, she does. Gets she wrote it. a book. Yes. Yeah. So then I bought the book. Yeah. And this was after, like, I was all giddy. And, like, I mean, I also heard her speak. And I was like, look at this woman. Like, I bet she travels the world and has published books. And so I was just so in awe of her. Yeah. And so I went and met her. And I was like, do you mentor people? And she was like, I can. And I was like, oh, my God, okay. So she put her business card in my book. And I read the book. And the book actually walked me through asking for a $10,000 raise. And so, because at that time, I was at a point where I was like, I either need to find a new job, which I still didn't feel like I was qualified for. Like, yeah. I didn't feel like I had enough experience yeah. to leave a job and get a better pay. But I knew at this company how much they needed me and how much I was working 6 a.m. to 6 most days. Ugh. Because I wanted to get the things done. But in but realistically, it was because this company was understaffed yeah. and not all around the structure was not what it was supposed to be. So sure. a lot of us were having to do five people's jobs. Um, and so I actually asked for a $10,000 raise using the steps in her book. And I got it. And I was like, great. Like, you know, I'm fighting <laughs> the wage gap, like all the things. And then I realized that, okay, you know, $10,000 more is great and all, but I still hate this. Yeah. Right. And right. That's when I was like, okay, I know. And I've always believed that if you do what you love, you'll be better at it mm-hmm. and you'll make money from that. Right. And if you do what you hate, you can be good at it, but you're going to net, like you can never feel fulfilled. And those right. long hours don't feel like long hours when you're doing something when you love. You it. love. Yeah. 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 And so I, and I loved what I did, but I didn't like who I was doing it for. Yeah. And so that's when I started to realize like, okay, the money's not going to help. I clearly can't ask for 10,000 more dollars because that's not happening. And I'm <laughs> Cause not gonna, I just did that. Yeah. And I was like, and I don't think I can wait another year to ask for another 5%. Like it's just not going to, like I won't survive that long. Right. And I'm also a very impulsive person. So like once I'm set on something, like there's no way that like we're doing this now. Oh my God. So that way. And that's why I mean like we're changing the world tomorrow. Like not, not in five years, like tomorrow. And so I ended up, um, we made that one year plan and it ended up being four months. And so I did leave in September. And at that point I realized like, okay, I love working with women because there's so many badass women in DFW just doing really cool shit. Yeah. And so like that's our slogan now is um, we're a team of badass chicks doing cool shit because my entire team is females and, you know, it's a male-dominant field. It's digital. It's graphic design, web design. Oh, yeah. Right. And, you know, the first oh, – obviously there's a lot of women who do that, but it is a male-dominated field. Like, yes. People do think that it's – you know, tech is yeah. – yeah, male. Yes. And so that's where I was it's like synonymous. Mm. Yeah, exactly. And so that's where I want to say like, and that's where it's hard too. like, I was barely able to find freelance work because so many 
men were in those positions. Right. And, you know, I, I knew even though like the experience level, like whatever, that I would had, you know, a disadvantage. And so that's where I was like, well, if I can just employ these women, you know, they're going to have more opportunity. And it's such a win, 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 win for me because I'm getting to have these girls on my team who are just phenomenal at what they do, mm-hmm. but they're able to get out of their full-time jobs that most of them hate because they're getting more work on the side. They're building their portfolio. Yeah. They're also loving their what they do because we work with cool brands and I'm getting to work with cool brands and help them thrive as well. Right. Yeah. And so it's just all around super fulfilling and it's just been amazing because our entire philosophy has been like, if you don't like it, don't do it. And that's why I have contractors. Cause mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm never going to make you do something. If you don't like dogs and we have a dog account, you know, that's fine. Just tell me, like, I'm not going to fire you. I'm, right. I'm going to have another contractor work on that account for me. Because if you don't like it, you're not going to do well at it. Right. And in, at the moment we even have a client where like, oh, my account manager's not super aligned with the values of the client. And I'm like, that's fine. Right. Like, I appreciate you making the effort, but I'd rather. How you innovative know. of that uh, for of sure. you for that. Like that is so like beyond your years. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Because I mean, how many times have you had to work with somebody that you maybe didn't or did agree with and you had to do it because that was your job. Mm -hmm. This is why I think young people though are going to change the world. I really do. I think you guys are the next, the next generation of leaders coming in is going to absolutely shake up the way things are done. And finally get things on track. And have conversations around <laughs> yeah. real issues and right. real things. And and seriously have a human value in the yeah. people that work for you. Like I think there's just a lot of things that are taboo, too. Yes. Like, you right. don't, like, I think it's engraved in business, like, strategy that you don't turn down business. And right. I'm like... But if I don't want it, then, yeah. then you know. I'm turning it down. Right. <laughs> and and so I did, like, for example, I had a client um, earlier this summer, and it, they had actually met me through my corporate job. Very, very nice people. Really, like, it was a man, and it was a male-dominated business. Um, and I had no problem with them whatsoever. I'm not a man-hater or anything like that. Don't Right. Care. Yeah. Don't, don't come after me. Um, but women but you don't hate men. Yes. Yes. And so this business was ready to sign on for our largest package. It was going to be about $5,000 a month. It was going to be using my entire team and this was obviously like six months ago when I mean that money obviously that was a big deal yeah it would make a huge difference for all of us and it was commercial real estate which I mean that mm. sounds really boring <laughs> and I also know nothing about it and right it doesn't get me excited and it's not I yes I'm perfectly capable of creating videos and social media strategy and content for right. that industry but do I want to not really and so that's where I had to have the conversation with them be like you know I can refer you to somebody like this isn't going to be the great fit because it's not my expertise it's not my wheelhouse and it's not something that's gonna you're not passionate about it yeah it doesn't yeah. get me excited and that's what I told my team and I'm like I know this is good money guys but it's just it's not a good fit like mm-hmm. I didn't quit my corporate job to continue doing jobs I don't like right you know and it's like this is why I'm literally the CEO because I want to be able to say no yeah and it doesn't mean anything's wrong with it and it, sure we do need the money and I I mean a lot of I did talk to a lot of people about the situation and a lot of them said you're in your first year of business you're not in a place to you turn people down take it. yeah and I was like I am my own business so I am in the place to turn people down like yeah. I do whatever I want. And so that's like really gone in my head. Want. I'm like, I'm the CEO. And so <laughs> I'm the boss. <laughs> I do whatever I want. And so I did tell them, I did turn them down and I just told them, you know, I'm happy to refer you to somebody, but, and that opened us up and I'm 
very spiritual and like I've had the, I've been so fortunate to have Courtney in my life, but also Susie Batiste. And so Courtney has really taught me a lot of the business strategy and Susie has taught a lot of the business, but on a more emotional side. Sure. And so I've, I genuinely believe that when you turn down anything that, you know, makes you cringe yeah. or just like irks you a little bit or that gut feeling. Yeah. Because I turned that down, it opened us up to be available to so much more business well, that was aligned with us. And especially because we're boutique, we can't take on everything. So right. I want to leave those spaces open for the businesses that are going to get us excited. And so it did work out and we ended up getting an incredible client that we like are still working with and absolutely love. Very so cool. I think it's just taking the risk, but like, I mean, that's the point. Trusting like, the process too. Yeah. yeah. Dude, like, how liberating was that? Oh, and like it, I mean, I, I sat on it for a couple of weeks. Of and, course. You know, that's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Right. Residual. And it was one of those two where I didn't want to take them and then have to turn them down either right, and be like, right. wow, I really still hate this, even though I knew that two weeks ago, you yeah. know? And so I just think it's, you know, keeping really staying strong and sticking to your values. Yeah. Like, because if you're going to take a big risk and, you know, leave your job for security, then you better freaking stick to why you left your job. Yes. And that was why. Like, I didn't want to work with clients. You didn't want to sell love. out either. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's huge for me. And I think that's why we've honestly grown so quickly is because these businesses, it, it attracts them. Right. And when I started Lumos, I was very general. I was like, you know, I want to work with women, but I'm willing to work with men right. because I didn't want to eliminate anybody because yes. I was like, it's not fair. Right. That. And I didn't want to, um, set us up for failure by, you know, turning away a ton of business in the beginning. Right. And I was open to that. And I kept even like the branding was gender neutral. Like everything was very like trendy and gender neutral. But um, it was just funny because within three months I realized I'm like, I don't even need to be this open. Like we can thrive because there's such a market for it. There's so many women who need our services and so many women owned businesses that are looking for it. And so that's when I realized. Shapiro and I are like, me and you. (laughs) (laughs) And so that's where it's just, I mean, we like we skyrocketed like we took got so much business like i mean courtney always i don't share it much but courtney does um but we did hit six figures in our first year and so it's, oh yeah i've heard her talk about that's yeah, you so, that's her and so Very she, cool. she talked about you on our episode yeah she did she? we yeah. talk about each other a lot yeah. <laughs> we're bffs um but i mean it that's the difference i think that it really really helped us to grow quickly was i've stayed really strong in our values and everything and i've taken everything as a learning experience right. um i've tried not to let any anything be a failure just to be, you know, how can I not let this happen again? Not a failure, just an experience exactly. yeah, or lesson. And, and I've told my contractors that I'm like, look, I'm not perfect. I'm doing the best I can every day to make sure this is an enjoyable work for y'all. And I was like, be honest with me. Like if, and I always tell them too, cause at my last job, like we were overworked and I've mm-hmm. told my contractors, like, I know y'all need money. I was like, but if the, if you get to a point where you can't do something, you can't burn out. Yeah. Cause then you're not good for anybody. Exactly. And that's what I've told them is, you know, be honest with me about how you're feeling about your workload. Like if don't tell me you can have it done by Saturday, if realistically you want to finish it Wednesday for it to be better, just tell me Wednesday. Like that's fine. Yeah. yeah. And, and I need to practice what I preach, but at the moment it's working for my team. Um, <laughs> and so I've told them to be honest about their workload, about honest about their interests. You know, I've had a client or a contractor say like, that doesn't really sound fun for me. And I'm like, no worries. I'll ask my other contractor. Like, right. It's fine. Yeah. And so now everyone and that really you, enjoys it. Yeah. And that you establish that as the precedent mm-hmm. that your contractors feel comfortable enough to tell right. you, Hey, like, you know, right. I would, yeah, and I, think that's I could the do big it, thing. but yeah, I think people get scared that like, if they turn something down, that's, I think it's that permanence fear is like, well, if I turn this down, they're just not going to bring me any more work. Exactly. And I'm like, no, I'm just going to bring you different work. Like, and I think fine. that's like a, that is a huge trend 
in or a huge trend that I would like to see like going forward with in all industries, like either like work, life, friendships, relationships, et cetera. Like you're not going to bother. It's not going to bother me if you're honest with me. I want mm-hmm. you to feel like right. I'm a place where you can come and be honest with, and I'm not going to judge you for your response. Right. Like I'm going to take that into consideration, but yeah. also embrace like who you are and that this yeah. either bothers you, doesn't light your fire or whatever, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And I think that's, what's really helped me be a good leader for my team. Cause I've always been like a leader. Like I've definitely, like I've always been like, you know, the one in the group that's doing the things. Yes. And, and so I feel like with my company, it's just made such a big difference because I've never made them feel like they work for me. Yeah. Cause I know for a fact, like I am not a web designer. We could not offer web design without my web designer. Right. And so I want them to know, like this is becoming what it is because of them as well. Right. Like, yeah. It's never just be sure. Like I started the idea and I'm leading the pack, but I mean, I can't do what I do without them. No. That's right. And so I want them to You're always all feel key, that. You're all like, mm-hmm. And like, sure, if one of my web designers leaves, I will find another web designer. But a, lo- a lot of our success has come from everyone enjoying their work. Mm-hmm. Our clients can tell that we enjoy it. And so we're always doing better. Right. And I have a team that if something doesn't feel right or look right, we're all working to fix it. Yeah. And I never ask them to do something that, they, that I wouldn't do. So, I mean, I had a, a conflict this week where this client has had manufacturing issues. So we've been crunched on deadlines. And I told my contract, I was like, could you have this by Friday? And she was like, honestly, no, I'd have to have it by Saturday. And I'm like, that's fine. I was like, can I take some of it off your plate? And I always try and like, I have a full plate, but I'm going to help my team, you know? And so I ended up staying up a little bit later to work on it because I know she's going to be doing that. Yeah. And so I wouldn't ask them to do anything I wasn't willing to do. Right. And so if we have a client where I'm like, well, I don't even like that. I'm not going to even try and bring them on because I'm like, if I don't even want to do it, then why would I ask someone to, you know? That's real like servant leadership too. Like that. And that's like a huge huge deal and also like I feel like that's a little bit of a trend that's happening now too too. where leaders are understanding that they have to like Mm -hmm. get down in the trenches with you to build that it's a huge respect thing I think that was what was really apparent on our last company is like and I'm always believe you have to give respect to get it I don't care what position you are I don't care how old you you cannot demand it Mm -hmm. no it's like it is not because of your title like you absolutely have to give it to get it and at my last job like we all knew like they are not staying out late like they are not coming in or Early. They are not doing extra work to make it happen. We right. all were, yeah. but we knew they never would. Right. And so it was just a lot of like just disrespect. Animosity and, too. Yeah. yeah. And so that's where like everything I learned there, I'm like, okay, what do I need to do to not have that? Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, it's, it's almost like that experience kind of set you up to be a great leader. It's like dating, you, needed you know, that. like yeah. once you see like what doesn't work and what you don't like, you're like, okay, well, I know are to high avoid now. that. Thank yep. you. It's like red flag standards are high. Right. Okay. <laughs> Moving forward. <laughs> um, so how old, so you're 25. How old are the contractors that work for you? Um, that's a good question. Um, I think we're all in our mid twenties. Okay. Um, I'm probably one of the younger ones. Yeah. I think one of them is younger than me. I think the rest are a little older than me, but like we're all 20 to 30. That's yeah. cool. It is. And I think we all forget that. And it's cool like, that like you're the youngest though too. It's in, it's interesting. Cause I did think it, I thought it might be an issue. Cause like, I know I've always believed like give respect to get it. And like, I've worked in management positions before yeah. where people were older than me and they had zero respect for me because I was younger. Yeah. And so, which is so silly to me. It absolutely is. And, <laughs> and so I think with my team though, like, 
I mean, it's not really a conversation because I genuinely just see us all. Like, I mean, even in this room, I'm like, oh, we're all just trying to make it. Like, we're all kids. Right, exactly. Like, yeah. And, like, I still say girls. Like, I'm not going to correct myself and be like, women. Like, we're all freaking girls doing right. our thing. Like, well, all, inside, we're all girls. Yeah, like, <laughs> and, and I just see it. Like, we're all just doing our, the best we can, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, I mean, even with Courtney, like, and I think that, that was one great part of our relationship was, I mean, yes, she's older than me. Yes, she's way further along in her career and so successful. But, like, we have conversations just like I would with my best friend. Right. Exactly. Like, I mean... Well, that's because she is so genuine and so real. Mm-hmm. I mean, you would just never know the success that she has experienced. Yes. You, you just would never she know that. She still surprises no. me yeah. with, like, bits of her success. And I'm like, yeah. you did what? I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Like, when she was here, uh, even on the episode, I was like... <laughs> Shabira was like, I really like your glasses. What kind are those? And she said, I think you asked her, like... Warby Parker. Yeah. Because they had like, that look. Are they but... Warby Parker? And she's like, I was like, no, they're Prada. but you would like you know she's not like sitting in front of me like these glasses are Prada no she just emulates this like amazing vibe I mean our entire relationship has been like oh where are you at she's like oh I'm at our other house and I'm like other house she's like yeah I'm like well how many do you have she's like five and I'm like oh <laughs> it's like little casual things like that where I'm like, <gasps> okay. God, I love. I mean, her. to be fair, her husband's in commercial real estate and like Still. he's a real estate agent. Right, You're but awesome. it's just it's funny things like that where I'm just like, okay, that I mean that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah, five houses. Well, thank you so much for coming. I love you so much. Yeah, yeah. No, I am so great. happy to have you as a member of my tribe for yes. sure. Yes. Tribe goals and definitely. Um, so, because we're like almost at an hour, but plug your company, where to find you, the information. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, as you just said on this episode, it has to align with what you like, but right. where people can find you, mm-hmm. business inquiries, any of that. Yeah, definitely. So if you are interested in anything related to Lumos, um, they're on Instagram or we are on Instagram and it's L-U-M-O-S, lumos.creative. Um, and our website, same thing, lumoscreative.com. Um, and if you inquire through there or Instagram, you'll get in touch with me basically okay. and then i'm valerie rocio so Very r-o-c-i-l cool. <laughs> yeah i love it do you have any more questions no i know can you tell like the cold medicine that i took before yes. we walked it's in kicking in i mean it hit me hard about <laughs> 20 minutes ago you're like i'm okay that's where i'm, I'm okay. struggling <laughs> like i'm like don't close your eyes because you will fall out of the chair it's gonna be fine yeah you gotta get it together man. i know it's, it's such a fault. great dialogue and such a wonderful um conversation and i feel like i had like not as much value to shapiro's been sick for like about a year, yeah, and literally, she oh, a year. No, I'm seriously, serious. we think it's, it's like mold in the house. <gasps> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. No. yeah. A little That's bit crazy. Like, not not consistently a year, but this right. is the fourth time in 2019 mm-hmm. that had to go to the doctor and get antibiotics. Right, and like fourth time, and not like little. Uh, uh, sick like I mean really like life altering sick it's like oh, insane no. and, and like yeah. and I'm like dude and I'm literally I'm driving over here this morning and I'm thinking about it and I'm like dude I'm like since we've been recording this podcast I've been sick twice yeah this is my fifth time this Vitamin year girl. well fourth this year but fourth fifth this since, year yeah. fifth since like yeah yeah but no she's like the healthiest person I know mm-hmm. like eats yeah. eats super how clean. are your stress levels Right. I, I, no, I'm no, not stressed. It's not, it's, it's no, really, it really it's like, is. That's all, always my problem. It's, it's like, an environment No, thing. this is really very, very new. Yeah. Like, I, oh, I wow. eat very well. Yes. I exercise. Yes. I am not a stress cadet. No. Like, I mean, nothing really gets to me. In, <laughs> I'm not oh a stress God. cadet. Oh, oh my that's God. what I call my that's, husband. But, oh, that's me. I'm absolutely a stress cadet. I used cadet. to be. Like, in my 20s <laughs> and 30s, I was, like, type A. Oh, my gosh. I was all that. But then the older I get, the less things bother me. Oh, I'm just waiting for it. The less Fs she has to give. The less 
Fs I give. Yes. That's what I'm yes. practicing so great. that. Yeah. I can't wait to, till I'm 40 so I can give zero Fs. I mean, My husband's like already thing. there, and I'm like, no. how? How did you it's get there? It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> and it's like it blips almost overnight, and it's yeah. like, bliss, man. This, this is, is so great. This is what I was waiting for. But no, Freaking it's, it's zen. Def- it definitely has to be like zen. an external contributor yeah. to like you being sick. And I like I was literally thinking about it today. I'm like, dude. Yeah. Again, yeah. like there's definitely something going on. So you I gotta know. get that checked and out. And we know, we, there, there's like, we talked about it on the yeah. last episode, like we kind of know like what is the contributing factor. Mm-hmm. So now I just have to get the diagnosis and not with my body, with the house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And get it fixed. Oh and get it fixed. Well, yeah. yeah. Call up Courtney and stay in one of them. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> right. Well, I have five houses. Of course <laughs> I do. And I wear Prada glasses. I love it. I love her. So, but yeah, thank you so much yeah, for Yeah, thank you. It's been a lot of fun. Um, Big Girl Pants, y'all. www.biggirlpantspod.com. Big Girl Pants Pod on pretty much everything. Subscribe. And Subscribe. Give, us, give us a review. Yeah, love you. Okay. And uh, yeah. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>